you call home, you just stay. And we see God move. Amen? Um, today I want to talk to you about this idea of going next level. The idea of going next level. I have a short five-point sermon. I promise it's short. Okay, I'm not going to spend too much time on the points, but uh, I want to turn with me in your copy of the scripture to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Isaiah 55. One thing that has always been the importance for me is um, throughout ministry was that I wanted God to lead us. I, did, I don't want this, this is not the Pastor Joe show or the Pastor Black show. We want God to lead us. Um, and you may say, well, the, 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 <laughs> we see you doing a lot, and that's true, but the idea is that we really want God to lead our church because we believe God has some great things in store for us. God wants to take us to the next level. And there's something I know about God, and we find that here in Isaiah chapter 55. And it says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon um, you know, that's, our, that's, our, that's been our prayer. I, I can echo that with my wife and our staff. That's our prayer for our community. That's our prayer for our church, that we would seek the Lord while he can be found. Why? Because God has the ability, when the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts, God has the ability, once they turn to him, to forgive them, to have mercy on them and freely pardon. Then he goes on to say this. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are my ways, or your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Father, today I stand before this congregation, and I'm so blessed. I'm blessed because of my relationship with you. I can't imagine what my life would be like today without you, Lord. I'm blessed because of my family and the things that my kids and my wife and my, my extended family, my mom, my dad, and everyone that has been a part of my life. I'm so grateful. And I stand here today as blessed with a church family, a church family that loves and supports us, that prays for us that seeks you on our behalf. God, I'm so blessed by that. And God, I've got this stirring in my spirit today that you want to take us to new places. I've got this stirring in my heart today that there's going to be some amazing things happen in the very, very near future. And so God, we just... We thank you today. Help us to have a heart that goes after you. Help us to be able to take these attributes and help us, God, to go to that next level in our walk with you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you remember school? Remember school? Some of you are like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe he's going that. Some of you are like, yeah, I'm in it right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate school. <laughs> it was awful. 
I remember, when, you remember the elementary school days, man, it was awesome. The most important thing was recess and kickball and all that cool stuff. But then something happens and they make you go to middle school. I, I didn't want to go to middle school. I liked elementary school. Elementary school was fun, man. Middle school was not going to be fun. They had no recess at middle school. They had no things that uh, you had to switch from class to class to class. And some of my classes were going to be with professors that I heard were pretty mean. I didn't want to do that. right? But that's part of life and growing up is you have to go from elementary school and then the next step is middle school. And then once you finally get used to middle school and everything's really cool, then what do they do? They pull you out of there and they put you in high school, right? And then once you finally get used to high school, then what do they do? They give you a diploma and they shove you out the door. <laughs> Good luck to you. God bless you. Live your life, right? And I remember all of those things, they brought a couple things in my mind. And they the thought process is this. Some of them brought excitement. There was this level of excitement, man. I can't wait to get to high school. And for me, it was when I went to college, I couldn't wait to, to make that next step because there was an excitement because I was going to be doing what I felt like God wanted me to do with my life. And man, there was that excitement. But there's also that, that tinge of apprehension, right? Um, you're, you're thinking, oh my goodness, will I be, will I be accepted? Will people like me? Will, uh, you know, I, I, I be able to cut it at the next level? And there's all of those motions and all of those feelings, and, and, and that's so true when, when you're going through life at, at every stage. But can I also tell you, that has been my experience also in my spiritual walk with God, is God wants to take me to new levels, and, and that is, means that I'm growing more in Him, and on each level brings a, an excitement and a, and a wonderful thought process that, man, God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do here. But on the same time, there's just sometimes a little bit of apprehension. And you think, well, what's the apprehension? All that sounds great. I want to go to new levels with God. Well, a little bit of apprehension is, God, what's this going to cost me to go there? Because every level that you grow in your relationship with God will cost you something. <coughs> Excuse me. It will cost you something. There's that little bit of apprehension that says, God, I want to go to this next level. I'm excited about that. But you've heard the expression, new levels bring on new devils. Man, I don't know if I want that. But today I want to give you some thoughts. I want to give you some attributes, some things that you need to apply to your life today that will help you not only get to that next level, but to succeed and be excited and hopefully uh, remove some of that apprehension that's found on that level. The first thing is this. The first attribute is this. There's got to be focus. Got to have focus. There's a, a saying, and it goes something like this. Focus determines reality. Wherever you focus your attentions will determine where you end up. Wherever you focus your attention will determine where you end up. Yesterday I had this awesome privilege. I got a call um, to uh, do the team devotions for the Ohio Northern University football team yesterday. That was really cool, man. I really enjoyed that. 
had a, had a fun time. And, and uh, one of the things I noticed in, in watching the game, because I got a chance to be on the field. It's like one of the few times I've ever got to be on the field because I didn't play football. So I, I was loving it, man. I'm like, oh, I'm pulling out my phone looking like a tourist. <laughs> this is so cool, right? Taking pictures and, and posting them online. I'm like, ah. And I'm looking, and one of the things I noticed was this guy, he had a breakaway toward the end zone, and he made the mistake of doing something. He's running towards the end zone, and and all of a sudden he does this. He looked back to see where the defenders were. And the minute that he looked back to see where the defenders were, what did he do? He slowed down. He slowed down and he lost his focus on the goal line of where he was heading. And so when he lost his focus, not only did he slow down, but he started running crooked. So now he's not only looking over his shoulder, but he's running this way. And before you know it, somebody was there to tackle him. And he never made it where he was supposed to be. Why? Because he lost focus. You know that happens in life too? You get headed down uh, the path and you see your goal in sight, um, whether that be, you know, it, it happens in our life type thoughts when it's new, new promotion or next opportunity. But as it relates to our message today, you see the path that God has for your life. You see the great things that God wants to do in you and you see that opportunity that's in front of you but yet so many times, so many people take their eyes off the goal and it derails them. They take their eyes off of Christ. Life has this crazy way of providing a lot of distractions. Whether that be through um, relationships or whether it be through stuff that you're going through, crisis situations, that can leave us out of focus. And there's one thing that I am 100% positive of, and that's this, that the devil will do everything in his power to try to distract you. He understands one thing about believers, and that's this. When you give your heart to the Lord, man, there's an excitement that's inside of you. Man, there's a thing that, whoo, I can climb the mountain for Jesus. Bless God, let's go. And then all of a sudden what happens is he, he, he doesn't necessarily jump right in front of you and go, ha. Ah. Have you ever noticed that? The devil very rarely in my life has ever jumped in front of me as I'm walking and running towards God and just go, ha. Ah. He's a lot more subtle than that. And what typically happens is all of a sudden now he starts to put a little something over here that tries to get your focus deterred. And it's not always bad things. Sometimes it's good things. Sometimes it's blessing. Sometimes it's, it's things that, that really, in the scheme of, of heaven and hell, won't keep you from, from, going to he- from going to hell, but it won't keep you out of heaven either. But here's the deal. All of a sudden, we start losing focus, and we start thinking, well, that's important. So I know I've got that, but man, I want to go this way. And before you know it, what happens is the more you follow those little distractions, the more you'll find yourself going the opposite way. Because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He came to do that, to distract you so that he could destroy you. 
Hebrews chapter 12 says this, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, to allow God to direct your path, to keep your focus on him. Don't lose your focus on where you're heading. If you do, you will never reach the next level in your walk with God by following distractions. Second attribute is this, effort, hard work are needed to get to the next level. A couple years ago, I think I shared this story once before. I wish I had the, the picture on the screen, um, but I, I don't. But my family and I, we took a vacation to Washington State and went to Mount Rainier. And everybody's like, let's go on a hike. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get on a hike. So I'm looking at the brochure, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, let's, let's see what's available. And there's one trail that was like 0.8 miles, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's for me, man. That is the hike I'm about to take. So yeah, let's go, and we found that trail, and we're walking down that trail, and about halfway down the trail, there's another sign that says, trail with a great view, 2.8 miles. And everybody in my family, I was outvoted. Everybody's like, let's go. I'm like, yay. Great view. So we're walking up this trail, and man, there's one thing, I, a complaint that I would file with the State Parks Department is this. You need little signs along the way that tell you you're halfway, you're a quarter away. If you're tired now, turn around and go home. You know, <laughs> you'll never make it kind of deal, you know, and, 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 and so we're, we're going up this trail, and I'm thinking, man, we've got to be about halfway. The whole trail's like this. I mean, all uphill, both ways. In the snow. No, I'm kidding. And so we're walking up this hill. I'm halfway up, and I'm thinking, dear Jesus, this is, uh, there's no way. I'm, my legs are about to fall off. I'm thinking there's no way this is going to happen. All of a sudden, there's a guy that comes down the trail, and, he go, and he's about probably 80, probably 83, 85 years old. And man, he is just fit as a fiddle. And he's just walking down. Man, you got to go. It's a great view. You want to see that at the top. And so I'm thinking, great. He says, I walk this trail every day for lunch. And man, it's just a, it's a great place to eat lunch right up there at the top. And I'm thinking, wonderful. Now I've got to because the gauntlet's been thrown. Guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? I can't let this 83-year-old guy show me up. And so now we're walking up and down this trail, and, and we get about three-fourths of the way up, and I'm thinking, how far are we walking? Back to Seattle or what? And finally we get to what, was the, what we thought was the end of the trail, and man, there's this little view, and there's these rocks, and, and I'm like thinking, I can't wait to see this view. Because this is, it, the sign said great view, everything said, everybody, this guy coming down says it was amazing. I get up and I look out, and what do I see? I see the roof of the lodge. I was like, are you kidding me? I lost five years off of my life hiking up this mountain to see the roof of the lodge. And then all of a sudden, my, my, uh, my son and, and uh, Kristen, they decided that they were going to go a little further because they said, go a little further and you'll see what happens. And I'm sitting there on this rock and I'm saying, I ain't going further. I'm staying right here 
What goes up has to come down. They're going to come back down this way. I'm, you go on up. Well, they were gone for five or ten minutes, and all of a sudden, man, they come back, and you wouldn't believe it. It's amazing. It's awesome. And my aunt's like saying, we got to go before the bears get us, because <laughs> it was getting dark. And so I couldn't continue that, that hike, but they showed me this picture, and I wish I had it for you. Actually, I do, but only like three people will be able to see it on my iPad. But it's this amazing view of Mount Rainier that would be probably one that you would put on a postcard. It's so awesome. And I felt God teaching me a lesson that day. Halfway effort produces halfway results. Halfway effort produces halfway results. So many people in their life, God has the next level. He has great things in store for them. He wants them to go greater things and do greater things. But you're not willing to put in the effort. So what do you do? You get stuck with the view of the lodge when God has you going toward the mountain. Mm. You can't stop halfway. You can't be half-hearted. If you're not prepared to work hard, you'll never reach the next level with the Lord. Can I, can I just tell you this? Spiritual levels, you don't just accidentally stumble on them. <laughs> I don't know if you've realized that or not. You don't just accidentally like, oh, I think I'm on a whole new plane with God. I don't know how I got here, but I think I'm here. No, it doesn't work that way. It takes effort. The Bible talks about this in a relationship with God. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Seek him while he may be found. Go after him with all of your heart. That means you're going all in. Not giving up, not slacking off, but all in. We redesigned the baptism shirts, and I'm so proud of the design. It looks really good. It says, I have decided, and in the middle it says, all in. All in. Don't settle for the view of the lodge. Go to the mountain. Third, third attribute is this. It's humility. Humility. There's one thing I know about going to the next levels with God is the fact that you're not going to push people down on your way to get there. The greatest among you will be the servant of all, Jesus said. Pushing people down, that's the way the world system works. I want to exalt myself, so I'm going to make me look good, and I'm going to make you look bad, and I don't care who I hurt in the process. That's not the way God's way. God teaches us humility. If you have that kind of mentality, it is like a house of cards. Oh, you might get some promotions, and you might work your way up a little bit, but soon and very soon, somebody's going to push on that, and you're going to come crumbling down. Because God's word is true. He says this, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And someday, sometime, if you have the attitude that I don't care who I hurt, I don't care what uh, it takes, I'm going to get to the place no matter how many people I have to step on to get here. Some point at some time, your pride will come before your fall. I read this quote this week, and man, it was it really really kind of hum, got, got this thought process going. It says, those who think they are indispensable become dispensable. Those who think that, that they are indispensable become dispensable. And then it said this, stay humble and stay hungry. 
Your pride will hinder your next level pursuits. The fourth one is this, obedience. Obedience. I know that sounds really simple, but if you want to grow in your relationship with God, the most important thing for you to do is focus on Him. These are all attributes that are important. And one of the main things is obedience. Obeying the Word of God and the direction of the Holy Spirit is imperative in moving to other levels. 1 Samuel chapter 15 in verse 22, um, it's a story of Saul, King Saul. And King Saul had done something that he wasn't supposed to do. He got antsy. And uh, he, he went and he attacked the king. He was supposed to kill everybody. He was supposed to kill them all. But he decided to take the other, other nation's king captive and brought him. And Samuel says, what have you done? What, what, what happened? You were supposed to do that. You were supposed to kill everything and everyone. But Saul kept the king, and he also kept the best of the sheep and the cattle and the lambs. And in verse 22, Samuel says, Saul says this in verse 20, says, But I did obey the Lord. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. So he says, I took all of this because we wanted to bring a sacrifice to God. And God tell, Samuel says this, he says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. Obey. Obeying God's word. Obeying what God tells us to do. It's imperative that if we're striving to live, that we must strive to live holy lives, being obedient to God's word and following Jesus to go to that next level. The fifth thing is this. The fifth attribute is this. Perseverance. Because there's going to be times when you're going to fall flat on your face. There's going to be times when you get knocked down. I can tell you firsthand that there were times in my life, and there still are, when it's not easy. There are times when you want to give up, and you want to throw in the towel, and you want to say, God, if this is what it's about, you can forget it. Don't give up. Don't give up. I like roller coasters. Didn't used to. I remember the first time I got on one, my youth pastor all but dragged me on one. So for all those kids that I've done the same, you reap what you sow. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> and I remember the first one we rode was the Jet Scream, and it was in Six Flags over St. Louis, and I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is no big deal. It's up and down the hill, loop-de-loop, and we're done. Really quick, easy roller coaster. So, and it was just it was awesome. You know, you're like in there, and you're like thinking, God, please. As you're going up the hill, and remember those old wooden roller coasters where you thought the chain was going to break about halfway up the hill? Because it, it seemed like it, it, I don't know if you ever, it almost seems like the chain slipped every time it got halfway. And you stopped, and you're like, oh, dear Jesus. And then it kept pulling you back up the hill, and you got to the top of the hill, and you're like, whoa. 
Yeah, love roller coasters. We went on one in Cedar Point. It's probably one of my favorite ones of all time. It's called the Millennium Force. Maybe you've ridden it. It's one of my favorite ones. It's the smoothest one. There are some that Dr. Wooten would make a lot of money if he just <laughs> set up an office at the bottom of the exit on the roller coaster. So, chiropractor appointments right here. Come set it up. Off the roller coaster into the office, right into the chair. You thought you got kinked on the coaster? Let me unkink you, right? But this one's a real smooth one, one of my favorite ones. And I remember we were, we were taking this, we took this trip. It was my, one of my, my friends, his name's Eric, um, my best friend from high school. And his son was with us, and Cameron was with me. And it was like the guys riding this coaster. Caitlin was too small to ride. And um, Cameron and I were in the front, and him and his son was in the back. And, and we had to do everything we could. To try. His son's name was Austin. We had to do everything we could to get him. We had to bribe him. Man. We're, we'll give you like $5 if you just get on the ride. Come on. Right? So we get him on the ride, and, and they strap him in. And we're about halfway up the hill, and I hear this scream in the back. I'm like, we're not even down the hill yet. And, and he goes, I don't think I can do this. Oh, man, Cameron and I, we just started busting up laughing. We're like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> right? And so he's, he's, he's kind of half whimper, half excited, half smiling, half laughing. <laughs> kind of all the way up the hill. And we get to the top of the hill and it's like, whoosh, and down and around. And, whoo, and we get done. And it's like, how'd you like that? Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> right? You know, life is somewhat like roller coasters. Because there are times in your life when, man, you are on top of the hill. And, man, when you're on top of the hill at Cedar Point on the Millennium Force, you can see almost everything. You can look out and you can see the Lake Erie. You can see everything around. It is amazing. And then all of a sudden you hit the top of the hill and it's like whoosh. And there are times in life when everything kind of around you begins to crumble and you're like, what in the world happened? How did I get here? That person wasn't supposed that wasn't supposed to happen to me. Those those events weren't supposed to be part of my future. That wasn't what I planned. Can I just encourage you with this? When the roller coaster goes down, there's one thing that they require you to do. Stay on the ride. Stay on the ride. Because soon that ride's going to take a turn and it's going to go back up. See, that's what life does. It goes ups and there's downs. And as long as you're pursuing a goal, especially if it's a spiritual one, if you're pursuing a spiritual goal and you know God has something great for you and a ministry and a life and a growth process with you, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be times when you're going to be running down. You're going to feel like you're going down so fast. It'll make your head spin. But I'm telling you, stay on this ride. Because God's got you. There's one thing about my friend that I noticed when his son was halfway up the hill and he yelled out, I don't think I can do this. My friend Eric, he just did this. He just pulled his son, put his arm around him, and said, it's going to be okay. Cameron and I were laughing at him. But, he <laughs> but his father went and put his arm around him. It's going to be fine. You're going to be all right. And today I'm going to tell you, no matter where you're facing, no matter where you are, 
on the roller coaster of life. I want you to feel the Father putting his arm around you, and he says this, it's going to be okay. I got you. And if you'll just trust me, we're going to end up at the destination that I have for you together. We're going to end up at the end result, and we're going to do it together. And you're going to find that it was, yeah, you'll look back, and you'll see some hills and some loop-de-loops and all the stuff that you're going to go through, but you're also going to find this. That in the midst of all of that, there's greater joy and there's greater love and there's greater awesomeness with God than you've ever, ever known. But you have to stay on the ride. You can't abandon ship. You can't lose focus. You can't get off. You got to stay there. Five things, five attributes. Focus. Isn't that awful? Hard work. Effort, come on. I remember them. You don't have, I'm good. Humility, obedience, and perseverance. Those are all important because I'm telling you what, church, I really believe. I know we're celebrating today, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart and my family's heart, it means so much. This day is so much a blessing to us. We so appreciate it. There's an excitement that's welling up inside of me for what's about to take place. I was looking at the calendar. We just ordered a new calendar this, this week for 2018, and I'm, I'm not usually one to name years. That's just not my thing, but I really felt in my heart, and, and this isn't even a word, okay? This is a Southern Indiana word, so I'm going to warn you ahead of time. 2018 is the year of amazingness. Because we're going to watch and we're going to see how amazing God is. And he's going to take us to new places. Amen. Father, today I thank you. I thank you that your plans for us are higher than our plans. I thank you that your ways are higher than our ways. God, today I know that as a body, as a corporate body, you have some amazing things in store for us in the next real near future, in this next year. God, I believe that you're going to do some awesome, amazing, wonderful miracles of healing and salvation. And we're going to touch our community like we've never been able to reach them before with the gospel message. And we're, we're just believing, God, that life change is going to happen in the hearts of people. And God, today, I, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to pastor this church because you've put this together for such a time as this. I thank you for Pastor Black and Karen and and the ministry that they do and how they support and help the ministry move forward here. It's such a blessing to work with them. Thank you for the gift of giving them to us. God, I thank you for the the body that you have assembled here in Byesville. That God, you're going to do some great things. Help us, God, to keep our focus where it needs to be. Don't let us be deterred or distracted. Help us, God, to work hard at what you've called us to do, to move forward in our walk with you. Help us, God, to walk with humility and obedience and to persevere. We thank you, Jesus. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, and just for a moment with the Lord, I just want to ask this question. You'd be here today, and maybe you've 
been some of those attributes in your life have not been real strong. Maybe you've kind of lost your focus. Maybe you get distracted easy. Maybe you have, uh, you know, maybe you're easily kind of diverted. Maybe you haven't put the effort in that you know you need to. Humility or obedience. Or maybe you're just going through a difficult time and you feel like the roller coaster is moving faster than you can stand. Today, I just want to tell you, it's not too, you can come back and God can do great things. He's got you. Feel the Father putting his arm around you saying it's going to be all right. But maybe today you need to focus a little different. Maybe today you need to make a commitment to work a little harder. Maybe today you need to determine that I'm going to live my life holy. I'm going to live my life after God's word. And like Joshua said in Joshua 24, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Maybe those are commitments you need to make today. So as I close in prayer, whatever the cost, whatever the thought process is this morning, I want you to just call out to God, God help me. And then you fill in the blank because I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart right now. Heavenly Father, right now, I pray, God, for those that are, God, they're facing a hard, difficult season of life, or maybe they've lost their focus. Maybe there's some here today, God, that they've given kind of a half-hearted effort toward this relationship with you. Maybe, God, they're here today and they're struggling with being humble or living holy life, being obedient to your word and your voice. Father, today as they voice that right now to you, I pray that from heaven that they would feel the God of all the universe surrounding them and pulling them close just like my friend did with his son and say, it's going to be okay. I've got you. It's going to be okay. We're going to move to new places. I'm going to take you. God, may they feel that today. We praise you, God, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for the blessing of serving you. You are awesome. In Jesus' name, amen. One last prayer I want to pray. I was have everybody stand, if you would, please. This is how we're going to end this service today. You'd be here and you say, you know what? God, I am willing and I am wanting to go to whatever my next level with you is. I want to grow my walk with you. That's what you're really making. We talk about levels. God's not on this spiritual elevator where he has like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's no way to to count that or measure that. The idea here is that we're growing in our walk with God and we're wanting to continue that growth process. That's what we're talking about when we say levels. It's not like there's a spiritual high-rise building and you have to push like level six to get where you want to go. That's not the case. It's just being determined to proceed with the process. And how am I going to proceed with the process? It's by doing these attributes. That's how you're going to make, that's how you're going to grow. So today, as we close in prayer, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. And as I pray, if you're committed to say, God, I want to grow in you in my life, would you just reach a hand toward heaven today and say, God, I want to grow. I want to be closer to you than I've ever been before. So God, today, I pray that you would see our commitment, that you would see our hands, God, before you. It says, God, I want to grow in you.
God, I want to move forward in my walk with you. And so, God, you have our permission today. If that's what we want, God, I pray that you have our permission to to correct us, to move in us, to show us your will, to show us your word. God, to help us regain focus. Holy Spirit, would you just continue to help grow more of you inside of us? Hallelujah. That we would become more, God, committed and devoted and hardworking and focused towards you, more obedient to your word, more more, uh, more able to persevere through trials and difficulty. Because James says that those trials make us mature and complete. So God, we want to be mature in our walk with you. So God, I pray, help us today. I want you. I want you. Help us, God, as we grow. We got great things in store. I know you do. 2018 is going to be the year of amazingness. And God, I'm just believing for you to move in such an incredible way. And we give you glory and honor today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Join us tonight. Uh, Not tonight. There's nothing tonight. Um, If you want to come over and watch the Steelers game, you're more than welcome. But, uh, you know, nothing tonight. Um, Join us downstairs. It's going to be a great time. Um, God bless you.